stuff. You found the good stuff. Welcome to episode number five. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You are listening to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. And today is a very special day. We have a four plus one. We have a horsing around. But we also have an interview with legendary, Grammy-winning storyteller and songwriter Tom Chapin. Tom Chapin is part of the Chapin family. He's in, made 13 kids' albums, in addition to multiple albums for adults. He's a very, very accomplished singer and songwriter, and I'm beyond thrilled to have had a chance to talk to him. It's kind of amazing that the first week of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, the first real episode, was me interviewing my six-and-a-half-year-old son. We followed that up with an interview with a best-selling author and photographer, then someone who worked on The Jungle Book, and today, today we have one of the true true pioneers of kids music someone who paved the way and laid the groundwork for some of the great kid music that we hear today i'm very very thankful to tom and his assistant claudia for helping to make this happen please stay tuned to the very end of the show and we will have the full song uh mikey won't which is the one that really got me into and my kids i should say into tom's music so stay tuned to the very end to hear that without any further ado here's my talk with tom chapin it was amazing good stuff Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I am thrilled and honored to welcome an award-winning musician and storyteller, Tom Chapin. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hey, Mike. I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing really, really well. I'm so thrilled to be talking with you today. Um, we, uh, we've been listening in my car to your song, Mikey Won't. And uh, part of the way th- that I judge kids' music is by the number of times my kids request it on repeat. And uh, let's just say that, that Mikey Won't has been on repeat maybe up to five or six times in a row. Cool. Yeah. Um, we well, want... I, I got I to tell you a couple of things. First of all, it was, written, it was co-written with my, my wonderful collaborator, John Forster. And, uh, and it, it, it's one of those songs I, I, that, that uh, I love it when parents and kids listen to it together. Because there's so much to talk about in that, in that, in that song. You know, it's, it's a very simple song. And yet, there's a whole lot of uh, uh, kind of baggage to it in terms of what Mikey's doing, in terms of what the kid telling to do is doing, what the teacher's doing, what the principal's doing. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, uh, inquiring minds want to know: Is Mikey a real person? No, uh, although um, uh, in the canon of the Tom Chapin. Um, uh, children's side you know i really have two careers i have a career singing for grown-ups you know songs for you and me and 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 then there's songs for you and me and a six-year-old right. <laughs> uh, which is the, which is the family side and so the whole thrust for me with, with the children's music is not it's not kids music it's family music it's really built and and the the the, the, the real prize is when pa- parents and kids listen to it together and when, if they listen to it together a lot that's that's the huge prize so, uh, uh, but in the canon of, of my, uh, now I have 13 family CDs, there's a number of kind of family stories that have a bunch of kids that, that kind of reappear, and okay. Mikey's one of them. Oh. Uh, oh not wow. specifically this Mikey, but but there's, there's, there's uh, you know, Mikey, Ben, uh, Baby Gail, uh, uh, there's a whole, the Bruno Chronicles, there's about five songs about Bruno, which I think your kid would love as well. Oh, awesome. Uh, 
and, and Mikey appears in a couple of those as well. Oh, great. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the song My Brain Belongs to Me. I have a six-and-a-half-year-old at home, and this song, like... Actually, the name of the song is my, You're Not the Boss of My Brain. You're Not the Boss of My Brain. Apologies for that. Okay. Thanks for correcting me. Um, but in any event, it, it captures my six-year-old's stance on decision-making. So do you write these songs <laughs> from, from your experience? Well, um, of course, um, most of my children's songs, that also was written with John Forster. You have to imagine the writing process is two guys who are fathers, who are members of big families, have brothers and sisters and uncles and cousins and, and uh, now grandchildren. And uh, at least I do. And, uh, but it's two guys mostly uh, sitting at a kitchen table and, and just playing. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the thrust we're trying to do, as I mentioned earlier, is make these songs kid-friendly and adult-safe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the first thing is, if we have an idea that sounds like fun, we just follow it and make it fun for us. And then, then the second thing is, okay, is this clear enough for a kid? You know, And uh, Boss of My Brain was a John Forster uh, idea. And, um, and uh, I, think it, I think it had to do, his, his son Willie did something, or, and he said, and he said to me, you're, you're not the boss of my brain. And then, <laughs> so we wrote a song about it. <laughs> he, I think he wanted Mikey to do something. I mean, he wanted uh, Willie to do something. And, and he and his, you know, his wife and, and Willie was like, you're not the boss of my brain. And so he said, ooh, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> and, he, good and he brought it into the writing session and we, and we used it. That's cool. Very cool. Um, your, your album, Give Peas a Chance, is thematic around the subject of food, which um, if you... If you listen to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, you'll know it's very, very near and dear uh, to my heart. And I was just wondering, um, the place that food issues take in your life, is this an important cause for you? Well, uh, of course it is. I mean, for anybody, uh, food is important. But uh, for me, who also is very involved in the hunger issue, because my late brother Harry, Harry Chapin, the great singer-songwriter and humanitarian, who died now 34 years ago, but uh, was started an organization called World Hunger Year, now called Why Hunger, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm on. I've been on the board since the very beginning, I'm, I'm, uh, and it's one of the happy things that I do. This is an organization that uh, puts hungry people in touch with food and helps them towards self-reliance, and is very involved in what's now becoming uh, and become a food revolution here in America. And uh, because it's not just feeding people, it's it's about what people eat and where they can get good food and where the food comes from and all that kind of stuff. So uh, uh, this record, uh, that this that album, you might give give peas a chance. Uh, we I decided that it was really be fun to try to write a song that was about good food and the green earth. So yeah. it's both about ecology and about good food and food issues. And so there's locally grown. Uh, and there's uh, farmers market good, and mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, one of the favorites for probably your six year old would be the junk food pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you mean six year old? How about for me? Sounds beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the junk food pyramid. <laughs> junk food pyramid. Really That's awesome. Funny. Awesome. It's like it's like Tom Chippin meets uh, you know Sam and the Sham and the Pharaohs. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, 
So I guess thematically, you you've written a couple thematic albums. The um, the incredible flexible you uh, is is a lot about children gaining independence and understanding their emotions and behaviors, even like child development at an age appropriate level. Um, was what was the inspiration to to write uh, sort of almost like a thematic or concept album around that? Well, this came from a, a, a new collaborator with with me, a, a wonderful songwriter named Phil Goldston, a pop songwriter. And, uh, and his wife uh, was a co-writer of a book also called The Incredible Flexible You, which actually was named that after we wrote, wrote after we came up with the idea. But they approached me about, uh, the book is, is, uses uh, uh, the, the, the teachings of Michelle Garcia Winner, who has worked at a wonderful uh, way of working with uh, people on the autism spectrum oh, wow. uh, people who, who have social she calls it social thinking who have social thinking problems you know and, and we all know some people like that uh, and kids and and but this is this book that that specific book the incredible flexible you was uh using her uh garcia winner's uh wonderful work uh but for preschool and and and, and uh and elementary school kids who are high on the spectrum I mean, the spectrum means uh, of autistic kids can be, be anywhere. People can't, can't talk or understand language all the way up to, you know, language people. So it's the people on high in the spectrum, so if they understand language. and uh, But maybe have a harder time uh, working out the social uh, clues and stuff. And, and so that, that so this was really tied to that book. And they, they, they came to me. Phil was a friend of mine. Uh, at, uh, we both served uh, on the board of the Grammys here in New York, the, mm-hmm. uh, the NARIS board. And one day he says, uh, "My wife and I have a have a idea for you." So he he uh, they wanted to write uh, uh, they wanted uh, some songs to fit with that book. And Phil said, "I got I got the guy." And so we <laughs> so we sat down together and, and together we wrote it and did it. And and it's and of course because they're songs. They transcend the book in a sense. You know, they work on their own as well, which right. is really wonderful. And the response has been great. Yeah, it's, but it's, there's things like, uh, you know, you'd say you're not the boss of my brain. How do you talk to kids? Uh, you know, uh, keep your keep your body in the group. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, think with your eyes as opposed to look at me. You know, sometimes autistic kids and people who have social problems don't look at people in the eyes. Right. And uh, and uh, so they have. She has this wonderful language that, that I thought was really fun to write. Uh, think with your eyes. Think with your eyes. Instead of look at me, look at me. No, right. no. Think with your eyes. Yeah. And uh, and keep your body in the group, and all these kind of really wonderful uh, uh, ways of of teaching. Really, what is, is social thinking? What's what's going on? When again, it works for every preschool and you know, right. every yeah. probably your six year old as well. Right, right. Well, it's not just six; it's four and two. We all we we got lots uh-huh. of lots of use for this stuff. I mean, I I think that's really um. It's really thoughtful and and can really be an excellent tool for educators of all ages, as you mentioned. I think that's great. Um, So thank you for doing that album. Um, Oh, I'm I'm thrilled. It was really helpful for me too. We have kids in my family who, my extended family, who who, uh, have some of these things issues, and and I learned so much about it. It's really interesting. So uh, on the subject of family, I know that uh, you you're playing with your family. You have a tour lined up this summer. Uh, You're going to be at one of my favorite places to see live music at Ravinia. Um, and I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about what playing music with your family means to you. Sure. Well, the Ravinia show is going to be with my band, uh, not with the family. Oh, okay. But, but we're doing one in a couple of weeks here in, uh, in Bergen County at, at the Art Center. Um, I feel blessed. My, my 
father was a, was a jazz drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gone now. He died just short of 90 years old and, uh, and played in, in little, uh, you know, played music all the time, had a wonderful time in his life. He also wrote a book which, uh, and became a teacher. He was, wrote a book called, in 1948, a long time ago, called Advanced Techniques for the Modern Drummer. And that still is a very powerful book for teaching drum students who are mm-hmm. in, who want to play jazz. Jazz. And so every time I meet a drummer, I say, you know, if you use a Chapin book, they go, are you related to Jim? Wow. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and and uh, so that was my father. And, and then uh, my two brothers and I uh, started a group way back when called the Chapin Brothers. And my older brother, Harry, became very famous as a singer-songwriter. They wrote Taxi and Cats in the Cradle and All My Life's a Circle and Mr. Tanner and some bunch, a wonderful bunch of songs. And he uh, died in a car accident when he was very young. He was 38 years old. And that was 34 years ago. Hard to believe it's been that long. Wow. But my daughter Lily was two weeks old when Harry died, so I know exactly how long it's been. Uh, and my brother Steve. And, and, so, and Steve ran Harry's band for a long time. He's a wonderful piano player and arranger. And, and, um, and then Harry's daughter Jen started playing music. And then my daughters, Abigail, Lily, and my stepdaughter Jessica started a band called the Chapin Sisters. <laughs> uh, Jessica bowed out because she's in California. They're here, and she, Jessica had a had a, a girl who's now six years old, Myra Jean. So, having a voice plays a duo, and uh, so um, and so there's really like like four different different musical entities here now. Yeah. Uh, there's there's Steve and his band, which is two of the members of Harry's band, Big John Wallace and and Howie Fields and and how and John and and, and Steve's kids. Uh, that's a Steve Chapin band, uh, and then that I and that's Tom Chapin, and either solo or with, with a couple of his band members. And there's Jan and her band and her husband, and then there's Abigail and Lily, the Chapin sisters. Oh, wow. So when we play together, it's an amazing evening because we all share songs together, and we all do our own stuff. But we do probably about half the concert is is songs of my late brother Harry's, the oh, famous wow. songs that people know, and and playing that and playing in that way is just a pretty astonishing it's it's wonderful for me to watch the next generation these beautiful young women uh singing better than we ever did you know yeah and and just astonishing the audience and and uh and, and it's also a great family to get together as well so it, it, it has a whole kind of you know, you know people always say wow what's thanksgiving like in your at your house yeah and it's, I said, it's not a lot of music it's a lot of talk <laughs> like everybody else's <laughs> but yeah. these concerts are a lot of music and, yeah. and that's really good fun Will you be um, at the at the shows that you're doing with your band? Will you be playing stuff from your album, your new album, Seventy? Uh, well, the one at Ravinia, that's going to be a, a family show, so I'll okay. be doing stuff from all from my thirteen family recordings. Right. And uh, if anybody's going to come to that, Ravinia is in, in Chicago, outside of Chicago, wonderful place to see music. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you can go on my website, TomChapin.com. And, and look, and there's a place right at the top where you can say concerts, and you look them up and see if there's something coming near your, near, you know, your listeners, yeah. wherever they are. But the Ravinia one, uh, it'll be Michael and John, Michael Mark and John Cobert, uh, wonderful musicians. Michael Mark wrote the the Entertainment Tonight theme song. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, John Cobert wrote the Baseball Tonight theme song. <laughs> on ESPN. Right. He's wonderful musicians in New York, and they're great friends of mine. I've been working together for 20 years with them. That's so cool. And so, um, uh, I'm, uh, so, um, so, um, um, so that, that'll be, uh, and we'll be doing, um, 
songs from, from, as I said, from the family recordings. But there's a place where you can go on my website and request songs. So oh, if, cool. if, if somebody wants to hear Mikey Won't or, or uh, The Family Tree or This Pretty Planet or uh, any of the other songs, you know, You're Not the Boss of My Brain, if you, call, if you, if you, if you uh, go on the website and, and request them, there's a good chance to get them. Because there's nothing worse than finishing the concert and I go out and sit and meet people and they yeah. say, why didn't you play? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. I got the blues. You know, whatever, whatever it is. Very and so, cool. Uh, my, uh, I'm in California, but my uh, my parents live in Chicago and go to Irvinia a lot. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say now that they'll be at that show. Um, oh great! So, well, have, make sure they stay, they stop afterwards and say hi because right. we sit up and meet everybody afterwards. Well, very cool. So, just a couple more questions. Um, you've put out many albums and you have a wealth of experience to share, um, including that amazing appearance on the Merv Griffin show, which is on your website. <laughs> so, uh, my, my, so there's two questions that come out of that. One is, do you still have that guild 12 string? Oh no, I wish I did. Oh man. But I have two, I have two other 12 strings. I have, I have one that that's a copy of Pete Seeger's 12 string oh, wow. made by a wonderful guy named, uh, Bruce Taylor here in, uh, in, in Connecticut near where I live. And I have another one that's made by a guy uh, in England that's a copy of Leadbelly's 12-string. Uh, oh uh, Much better wood than he used, of course. But uh, So I have two 12-strings, which I just which I adore. And uh, I don't get to play as much as I... I but, that, that, but that was... When I first got that 12-string, I was, I think, 17 or 18 years old. And I just I wouldn't even, I just lived with it. I wouldn't put it down. Yeah. I almost slept with it. I loved it so much. Yeah, it's a beautiful instrument. Um, so, so also, I guess a, a different sort of track on the same experience or any of your experiences as a, as a performer. But what has been the coolest experience for you as an artist? Well, it's been many. Uh, the one that comes to mind immediately is uh, Pete Seeger's 90th birthday at Madison Square Garden. Wow. And uh, and there was people like Bruce Springsteen and uh, John Mellencamp and June ba- Joan Baez and Tom Paxton and I mean the whole world was there uh, celebrating the 90th birthday of that wonderful folk singer Pete Seeger. And I got a call from Pete's grandson Tao uh, Tao Rodriguez, and he said uh, and he asked me he said I, w- I want this to be a concert my my grandpa grandpa likes because I, I got to know Pete pretty well mm-hmm. in, in his last years. I live in the Hudson Valley where where he lived. And, uh, and did a lot of Benjamin concerts. And so I said, great, what do you want me to do? He said, I'm not sure yet. So then he calls me back a week later and said, well, Grandpa, Pete Seeger, yeah. was on Sesame Street, and he did a song with Oscar the Grouch called Garbage. And we were trying to think of who could do this. And he said, and we decided it's you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, at, so opening the second half of the concert uh, in Madison Square Garden, my, my Madison Square Garden debut was me and my band singing with Oscar the Grouch. Oh my goodness! <laughs> There's nothing better. That's incredible. That's so awesome. You can go if you go on my website. There's uh, and go to the video section of my website. You'll, you'll get to see a little piece of it. It was just amazing. Wow! It's so cool. Wow. Um, so, so last question, true or false? And this is a question actually from my friend, Rebecca, who loves the song Plenty of Room. Um, she yep. wants to know, true or false, do you really live in a phone booth? <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Can you find a phone booth? <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, right, exactly. Very cool. Well, uh, we, we loved it making that. That was a John Forster and Tom we love that whole concept of, of like a like a, a clown car, you know, where the whole world shows up. Yeah. 
and 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 then and then and then figure out how do we get him out of there? Oh yeah, the repairman guy, the repair guy. Guys. <laughs> yeah. So that was that that was really fun. Um, I that's part of the joy of doing the the children's music, the, the family music is figuring out um, these and following your your the joy of the songs, you know, yeah. in, a, in a childlike way. And it's, I never expected it to be a career, uh, but, uh, but it has become that, you know, it's, as I said, I have these two careers and it's, uh, it's a great delight that, uh, that, that people like you and uh, have discovered this with your kids. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. So if, uh, if listeners want to, want to learn more about you or more, more about your music, um, you mentioned your website, tomchapin.com. There's also the chapinfamily.com. Any other ways that, that people can connect with you? That's the best way, I think. Okay. Uh, and, and if you go there you, and, and you feel like uh, sending something to me or asking questions, you can do it through there. Great. Very, very cool. Well, Tom, I, I can't thank you enough for all of your contributions uh, in, in all of the, the ways that you have contributed to the musical landscape. Uh, the Chapin family means a lot to me musically, and um, I am honored and, and completely thrilled to have had this time to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh, hey, thanks, Mike, and good luck with the blog. All right, thank you. Welcome to this week's episode of 4 Plus 1, the top four songs requested in my Toyota Sienna by my kids played more than two or three times in a row, and then one song of my choosing that I try to get my kids to listen to. Coming in at number four this week is the song Pop Fly by Justin Robert. Is it a bird or a plane? Should I pray for some rain or hope that it's just a helicopter? Suddenly I'm seized by a horrible disease. At number three, Stompy the Bear by Casper Babypan. Here comes Stompy the Bear. Here comes Stompy the Bear. Here comes Stompy the Bear. Coming in at number two, Don't Fill Up on Chips by Randy Kaplan. Don't Because if you fill up on chips, you won't eat your dinner, so read my lips. Number one is Peaches by the Presidents of the United States of America. Remember how last week I told you there was nothing more adorable than a two-year-old singing that song? Well, here's your proof. And of course, the plus one, the song I try to get my kids to listen to in our car. This week, it's Remedy by the Black Crows. If you liked anything you heard on 4 Plus One this week, then please find it on Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes or Amazon or however you get your music and support these artists. Good stuff. Do you have... Any animals in your classroom at school? You you do? Tadpole. A tadpole? Matza. What's Matza? It's a kind it's a bearded dragon. A bearded dragon? Mm-hmm. Do you like the bearded dragon? Well it's so tiny the dragon. So it won't breathe fire. <laughs> <laughs>
It doesn't breathe fire. It doesn't? Or it does or it doesn't? It doesn't. Oh, well, that's good. Because it stays in its cage. It would probably be pretty dangerous to have a dragon that breathes fire in your class, right? But he breathes fire outside. I'm not sure that's true. He does. Have you seen it? Yes. How much fire? Um, just two drops and then a lot of fire. Two drops and then a lot of fire? Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you, like, when, when, when Matzah, Matzah's the name of the bearded dragon, right? Matzah Chaim. Matzah Chaim? That's great. Do you, um, does the tadpole have a name? Not yet. Not yet. Do you have any ideas of what the name for the tadpole could be? We, we, we tried to name it, but we... We'll name it Froggy. We'll name the tadpole Froggy. That's a good idea. Okay, this has been Horsing Around with Eliza and Daddy. What did you do to that carrot? Zipped a carrot. What do you mean, zipped a carrot? I could show you. Can you show me? Oh, you mean you peeled the carrot. Oh, okay. Quite, quite an amazing fifth episode of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'd like to thank Tom Chapin again for sharing his music with us and for sharing his story. I'd like to also thank Dean and Rebecca for their research assistance, as well as the Good Stuff Street Team, Sarah R.W., Ross, Rachel M., Sarah M.B., Josh M.B., J.P., and, of course, Mrs. Good Stuff. Thanks to you all for helping spread the good stuff far and wide. Once again, if you want to reach us, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, Good Stuff Pod. You can find us on the web at goodstuffpod.com or email goodstuffpod at gmail.com. Lots and lots of ways to connect with us. You'll remember a couple weeks ago I asked what was... What was better, hot dogs, popcorn, or pizza? Well, we're going to get to that answer in just a couple of weeks. In the meantime, keep sending in your thoughts about what is the best between those three very delicious foods. We're going to see you next week with a very, very special May the 4th episode of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. That's right, May the 4th, next Wednesday. Tune in here. Thanks for listening. You can download, subscribe on iTunes. Please rate and comment so that we can help get the word out about the Good Stuff Kids podcast. And of course, you can find 4 Plus 1 playlist on our website. Thanks for listening. And here is Mikey Won't by Tom Chapin. Mikey took my truck and he broke it. Then he turned to me and said, So what? So I said, Say you're sorry, but he won't say sorry. No, he won't say sorry. Cause I'm not. So I went and complained to the teacher, and I brought her to the very spot. Mikey won't say he's sorry. He won't say you're sorry? No, he won't say he's sorry. Cause I'm not. He's not. He's not. Mikey won't say he's sorry. Cause I'm not. 
So she took him to the principal's office And she sat him down in front of Mr. Scott Mikey won't say he's sorry You won't say you're sorry No, we won't say he's sorry Cause I'm not So they took him to the police station To the biggest, toughest cop they got Mikey won't say he's sorry You won't say you're sorry No, we won't say he's sorry Cause I'm not He's not He's not, he's not, Mikey won't say he's sorry Cause I'm not So they took him to the judge at the courthouse This judge don't like kids an awful lot If they don't say they're sorry But he won't say he's sorry, no he won't say he's sorry Cause I'm not The judge said How do you plead? Not sorry So the judge said I'll have to call your parents and the water you'll be in will be hot If you don't say you're sorry, so you'd best say you're sorry Mikey, say you're sorry Go ahead, say you're sorry Okay, I'm sorry Case dismissed As I walked Mikey home from the courthouse I said, I'm sorry if I put you on the spot But you have to say you're sorry I did say I'm sorry Yeah, but are you sorry? Really, really sorry? No, I'm not. Good stuff.